Hey everyone, welcome to Moms on the Rise Now podcast with me, Cassie Burgos, episode nine. This episode is going to be about eating disorders and our relationship with food. So I was really inspired today. I was on a run um, by myself at Lodi Lake, which is something I do often. And I shared a post about how much I love running, not for my physical health, but for my mental health. And obviously, running is great for our cardiovascular. And it's a healthy thing to do, right? But I've never ran with the intentions of it being a weight loss program or something sustainable for my body to get fit because running is actually really hard on your body. And I've never had any success with running and feeling fit and strong. Sounds funny, but it's really just something I use to feel better mentally. It's something that where, you know, if I'm feeling anxious or stressed or angry, I can feel my body wanting to run. So it's the place I go to really dive into my deep thoughts and I put on my music and I'm able to zone out. And honestly, when I have these runs, I come up with ideas and thoughts about other things. So today, while I was running, um, I was thinking about eating disorders and our relationships with food And it's just something that I see women discussing on social media all the time. It gets brought up constantly in group settings with other women. We talk about the way we look. We comment on the way people look. And so I want to take a dive into this topic. It's a hot topic. It's one that needs many, many conversations because it's a controversial issue now. There's, There's so much more to it. It's not an easy issue for us, especially for women. Um, I talk about women more because I am a woman. I can't relate to men and what their struggles are with eating or eating disorders or anything like that. So I can only go based off of what I know. So my struggle started early on with weight, as it does for most of us. When I was a child, I was very overweight. I ate very poorly. Um, my, My parents didn't know much about nutrition. You know, if you're not diving for those answers and diving deep for it. You just kind of eat a basic American diet, what's on the shelves at the stores, whatever's convenient. And so that's how I I ate growing up. You know, wasn't centered around fitness and nutrition. And I think that goes for most of us, especially my generation was like the microwave generation where everything was really simple and easy to make. And nobody was talking about the health effects of those things. So I ate poorly growing up. Um, When I was in elementary school, I was bullied for being fat. And I was called a lot of hurtful, mean names. And I'd come home crying about it often. And, you know, those are, that's painful. It's it's a really painful thing to go through. Um, And then when I was in middle school, it got worse. And so there was a summer in between eighth grade and ninth grade. So going into high school where I starved myself and I lost like, I don't know, literally over the summer, I think it was about, I want to say 25 pounds. Um, and I, it was hot. Obviously it was summer and I was walking a lot. I was actually running a lot back then too, but for the the wrong reasons and sweating and, and, and overworking my body. I had no 
no idea what I was doing, obviously. No clue. Um, and I, and I lost the weight and I felt awful. I felt so awful and so sick. Um, actually I'm wrong. It was going from my freshman year to my sophomore year. Yeah. I was already in high school. Um, so the reason that just popped in my head was because I remember specifically someone telling me when I came back to school, my sophomore year, where'd your ass go? Because I had lost so much weight and I carry a lot of fat in my hips. And so somebody had said that about my body. And I remember feeling so awful because I set out on this goal to get skinny and then I achieved it. And then I was still being made fun of. Right. So you don't win. I mean, especially at that age when you're teenagers, you're just cruel to each other. It's, it's not even the real world. It's an awful part of time in our lives. Right. It's just it's awful. So um, I quickly realized that no matter what I did, I was going to get talked about my appearance, my looks. I mean, I'm 30 years old and people will still say straight to my face, oh, you put on a couple pounds, huh? What? Seriously? That's what you want to say when you see me. It it literally blows my mind. When I was pregnant, people would comment about how much weight I gained, right? I, I know so many women who have gone through that. Are you shitting me? What am I supposed to do when I'm pregnant? Starve myself? What do you expect someone to do? So this whole issue around weight really gets me heated. Um, so anyways, I'm going to go back to my sophomore year. So I starved myself, lost all that weight. Um, and then I realized I couldn't keep the weight off if I ate. So I started doing the whole throwing up thing, you know, and that just deteriorated my body like quickly. I would binge eat. I can't even eat cereal now because it reminds me of when I used to throw it up. It was really easy to throw up. So I would eat a box of cereal and I could make myself throw it up really easily and it didn't taste as bad. Sorry, TMI, but it's the truth. And so many people have struggled with it. And I know it's not easy to talk about. I don't care. I'll talk about everything from my past. There's nothing to hide. I'm not ashamed of it. It is what it is. So I battled with that through high school off and on. Um, and then like the throwing up thing didn't last very long. Like it's freaking disgusting and it's it makes you feel like trash. So I don't even know how long I did that for. Not very long. But the starving myself, and when I mean starving myself, it's like I would eat something during the day, but my focus every day was to purposely eat as little as I possibly could. And then I did a lot of walking. Um, I couldn't sustain any kind of running when I was starving myself or any heavy exercise because your body is so weak, right? If you've ever gone a long period of time without eating, or if you've ever struggled with uh, weight loss and possibly tried starving yourself as a method to lose weight, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You feel you feel sick and disgusting. And I, I let a lot of that go after high school. I think high school was really brutal just because you compare and people are talking about the way you look and there's such a focus on it. When you get into the adult world, that changes depending on the type of people you're around. So that wasn't something I was overly focused on. I have used starvation as a method to like maintain my weight, right? And I think women understand this. Maybe men understand this too, but it's like, 
say, you know, it's Sunday and you ate all day. When you wake up Monday morning, you're like, oh, man, I blew it over the weekend. Like, I need to eat as little as possible to, like, get my weight back down to, like, that base weight that I kind of stick around, right? So many women do it. So many women have admitted to doing that to me. I do it. I've done it. I'm better, way better about it now. It used to be something I, I really focused on. But here's the thing. What I absolutely hate about our society now is that whether you want to admit this or not, society, the government, I don't know, who big corporation, whoever the hell is profiting off of this, they purposely teach us nutrition in a negative light, in a way to where we don't understand it. They purposely keep us in this yo-yo of going, I don't even know how to explain it. School lunches, right? Just let's just, let's just say that. Like at the schools, so the school breakfasts and the school lunches that our children eat. They're trash. Like I know they're trying to improve it, but it, it's really not good. Like I've picked up the free school lunches like throughout this whole COVID thing, like sometimes because the kids really like it. And so we do that. It's garbage. So the schools are teaching our children and possibly teaching parents if they're not smart enough that this food is okay, right? Crackers and cereals and uh, processed foods and all this stuff. So that's what they're being taught. So we are being taught to eat breakfast like muffins and cereals and, and, and just trash, straight up trash, sugar. And we're being taught to eat a snack in between breakfast and lunch and then to eat a big lunch and then to eat another snack in between lunch and dinner and then to have a dessert after dinner. And they all profit off of this, off of our way of eating, off of the way we think that we're supposed to be eating if that makes sense. And if you don't understand what that means, go to Netflix. They have all these crazy health documentaries and all the different ways that companies profit off of these things. I mean, to me, it's common sense. Just do a little bit of research. You'll figure it out. It's not real nutrition. Okay. So then you have these kids who leave school and let's just say they always ate school lunches and, you know, school breakfasts and they ate I don't know, fast food for most of their dinners or whatever their parents fed them because parents are too busy. And so we feed our kids trash, right? So then they're 18 years old and they're overweight and maybe they haven't exercised enough. So what do they do? They go on like a diet plan. Like they pay money to somebody who tells them that there's a quick fix and they try to do it. And then they keep trying different ones over and over and over and over again. So these big corporations and these diet companies and these people who pretend like you can get, you know, abs in 90 days, whatever, they're all profiting off of this. And it's not real. And it's not true. And all it truly does is create eating disorders. You might be suffering with an eating disorder right now and not even realize it. Or your relationship with food might be so toxic and you have no idea why or where it's coming from. My thoughts are that it's not entirely our fault because we have been taught this. It's been it's been the norm. It is the norm in our society to eat fast food every day. It's just normal. There's no people don't even frown upon it. It's like driving down the street. There's a Burger King and a McDonald's and a Jack in the Box. And and then they pretend like they have healthy options. Right. To me. Society and our government have completely failed us when it comes to 
the health crisis in our country. Being overweight and having so much extra body fat on your body is what causes so many of the diseases, right? And I'm not fat shaming anybody. That's not my intention at all. Anybody who knows me knows that that that's not who I am. I love everybody for who they are. But if we're going to talk about why a lot of these diseases exist in our body, it's because we're eating crappy food. And what does crappy food do? It makes us overweight, period. It's just, it's simple. So it's not about being fat just because you're overweight doesn't mean you're the most unhealthy person in the world. But typically, if you're severely overweight, it's because you're putting bad foods into your body, which is causing a whole other issue in your body, uh, so many more diseases. And if we link back all of the diseases that people get, so many of them come from bad nutrition. And we're seeing it more and more and more because we've normalized eating poorly. And the other thing is, is you can't outwork a bad diet. And I hate that. I hate that so much because when I'm starting to really slip up and eat really bad, I'm hoping that my exercises will kind of balance that out, right? I'm, I'm hoping and praying, well, I exercise a lot and I go for a lot of walks. and I do some strength training, so I, so I shouldn't be gaining weight. It's not true. The 80-20 rule, I believe it with all my heart, 80% nutrition, 20% fitness. I truly believe that. I truly believe that what you're putting into your body affects everything from head to toe. I do. Because the times that I've eaten well in my life, I have felt stronger and and mentally more clear. I have felt so much better. Sorry, I'm really going on a rant here, but I just feel so passionately about it. I've been watching these people on YouTube and listening to different podcasts and the amount of money that these big corporations are profiting off of hoping that we get fat and sick so that we turn to them. It it's so disappointing. And eating healthy does not have to be very expensive. It does not have to be a whole project in itself. You can go on Google and you can easily do your own research and figure out what's healthy for your body and start there. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be that challenging. Is it hard to battle food cravings? I mean, I struggle with sugar. Like, talk about unhealthy. Sugar is just it's so hard. I'm literally addicted. I just, I love it. And so I really battle. I'm not perfect. I'm I'm not coming from a space of saying that I have it all figured out because I don't, but I'm just challenging you to really look at your relationship with food and look at what you're eating and how you're feeling after you eat it and really have a real conversation with yourself about where you're at with it. Because The battle with food and the battle with eating disorders is that we have to do it every day, right? Like when I talk to people, I say, if you struggle with a drug or alcohol addiction, you remove that from your home and you can remove some of the people from your life, right? If you're trying to overcome a drug or alcohol addiction, there's these steps you can take to remove these things completely out of your life, right? With food, you have to choose <clears throat> choose good food every single day. So it's there every day. You have to eat to live, right? And so that challenge in itself, it, it's something you're dealing with every moment of the day. 
because you can't you can't just get rid of it. You can't remove it from your life completely. And so the battle with that is so deeply personal. And I think that's why a lot of people don't want to open up and talk about it because it could potentially be an issue for every single human being here on earth, but in a different way, right? So your relationship with food could be not eating enough of it. It could be binge eating. It could be like I talked about bulimia. And honestly, that starts for teenage girls is when we really start to see that happen. Um, If you have a child in your life who's struggling with that, you seriously have to get them professional help because it is not something that is easy to tackle. Um, I I think that we're going to see more and more eating disorders because of social media, because of television. I mean, I'm 30 years old and I know all this stuff and I still watch TV sometimes and get super bummed out about the pay, the way that these women look and how thin they are. And I want to measure my success or measure my value and worth as a woman based off of the number that the scale should be showing, right? I should be such and such weight. And it's demeaning and it, it really eats women up. I, I don't think people understand how big of a struggle it actually is. It bothers women. And as women, we tend to forget that our bodies are made to grow human beings. And I was watching this this YouTuber this morning and it was a man actually. It was he was a, like an Olympic coach or something. And he was talking about women's um cycles, our menstrual cycles and talking about that there are legit periods of the month where we're hungrier and our bodies need more food because our bodies are actually preparing for pregnancy. And it goes through this every single month. And our bodies want to hold on to more fat in case we get pregnant, right? So there's all these different factors that go into it. And we just turn on the TV and see all these skinny women and think that that's reality. And we're forgetting that these women are paid to look like this. Literally, their careers are based off them being thin. They're probably sickly. Their relationship with food is probably terrible. And the root of it is that it's probably a a miserable thing for them. Or they can just have genetics and they're thin. And I actually have a friend who is genetically very thin. And she gets shamed for that because she's thin. And women are, you know, sorry, but y'all are jealous. It's okay. Um, I think she's gorgeous. And when I'm with her, I tell her how beautiful she is because she's freaking amazing. But it's genetic for her. So she's genetically thin and has this really cute little body. And and that's okay, ladies. That's all right. It, it's okay. We can all look different. My thing here is that I think that the challenge for us is to really, like I said, look at your relationship with food. What are you doing? How are you using food? Is food something you turn to when you're emotional? Because for me, for a long time, I went to food for comfort. That's not normal. It's not. I mean, society will say it's normal, you know, grab a ho-ho because you're feeling sad or whatever, but it's it's not normal. We shouldn't be turning to food for comfort because then we're going to feel worse after. So that's not good. Um, Do you stress starve? I know people who when they get really stressed out, they shut down and they stop eating. 
it's not good. In the long run, you're going to feel worse because you're not eating. Um, and I went through that in high school. You know, I, I stopped eating purposely. I, I purposely made the decision not to eat. And I felt awful. I couldn't even function. My entire body was just starting to shut down. It, I didn't feel good. So we can't do that. We can't do that to ourselves. Um, and like I said, it's deeply personal. So it's, you know, I choose to, to share my stuff because I'm at a good place. Um, I don't care if people judge me because my mission and my goal is to help others. That's all that matters to me. But for some people, this is very personal and very, very painful. So when you're out and about and you're fat shaming people or you're judging somebody who's overweight or, you know, there's a mom of a one-year-old and you think, why don't you have your pre-baby body back? Fuck you. Seriously, that that's really, uh, how dare you? You don't get to do that. You don't get to say that to somebody. It's not okay. It's a deeply personal thing. And some people have real eating disorders. And having an eating disorder doesn't mean that you're skinny. An eating disorder isn't just anorexia and bulimia and, you know, starving yourself and puking. Most of the eating disorders now are binge eating and overeating because people are looking for comfort. They want comfort and they're sad. And so they turn to food. It's a real addiction. Food addiction is a real thing. And it breaks my heart that people have to struggle with that. The thing for me is that you don't want to live in that forever and you don't have to live in that forever. You can wake up and choose to do things differently, but maybe you need to dive really deep and figure out what those emotions are or what those issues are or, or figure out what is causing you to turn to food for comfort all the time. Because I had to have a real conversation with myself about that when I'd catch myself laying in bed every single night and just eating chocolate and eating candy and and it was bringing me so much happiness. Like it was so exciting. I was, I looked forward to it. Literally, I just couldn't wait to get in, in bed and eat all my crappy candy. And then the next morning I'd wake up, my stomach would hurt. I, I wouldn't feel good. And I, I just, it didn't feel good. So if you're somebody who struggles with overeating and you're making bad food choices, ask yourself, how do you really feel after you're eating or walking around every day? Do your knees hurt? Are your joints achy? Do, do you, are your clothes fitting tighter and tighter? Are, are you not feeling good? Because it's really not about the number on the scale. That That's not what I'm trying to accomplish here. I don't care what the scale says. I don't care what the BMI charts say you should weigh or whatever. There's so much more that goes into that. What I think matters the most is how much body fat are we carrying on our bodies? What, what, at what point do you feel good? Because I know most people I talk to who are extremely overweight, they're not feeling good. Like their health is not in good shape. It's not about the way you look. It's not about your appearance. It's are you feeling well? I know people who are runners and they're technically, right, overweight, but they're healthy. They're eating healthy. They're exercising but they carry a little more weight on their body and that's okay and that's normal. So the issue isn't about a number on the scale. It's about how you're feeling. And I have to preach this to myself. That's why that's why I'm saying it right now. It's something I have to remind myself all the time is that I'm working on feeling stronger mentally and physically and I'm working on making better food choices, which they're 
definitely not perfect. I I battle with the food, but I'm working on it and I'm making a conscious effort to make better choices. And all you can do is continue to try to make better choices. But do your own research. Don't fall into the quick fixes. It, It doesn't work. The best thing I've ever done is in my head when I think about my relationship with food and I think about weight and the past disorders I've struggled with, the past eating disorders, I I remind myself that I, I just need to simplify it and make it very simple. So it's a lifestyle change. One thing I don't drink is soda. I used to drink soda and it's been years now. Once in a while when I get sick, I'll turn to like ginger ale or something, but that's that's rare. Um but soda is not part of my diet. It's not allowed in my home. It's simple things like that that you start with, that you start cutting back, and it becomes your normal. If you try to go all in, a lot of times you'll find that you fail. Some people can do it. Don't get me wrong. It's a mindset. So if you're able to just jump right in and make it happen, that's amazing. And it happens. But if you if you keep jumping into it full force and you keep failing, it's because you're going too hard, doing too much, too fast. So maybe look at how you feel after you drink soda or after you eat, I don't know, McDonald's or something that you know you probably shouldn't be eating. Um, Sit in that and feel that and really ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it to feel like this after I, I eat? Do I feel strong? Do I feel empowered? Do I feel joyful and, and happy? And good. Is my stomach feeling good? That's an indicator for me. When I get a stomach ache after I eat, I I know. I'm like, oh my God, shouldn't have ate that. You already know. Like, you know your body. You know what you should and shouldn't be doing. So if that doesn't work for you and you still feel so out of control and you're still grabbing for the wrong food, I encourage you to explore your mental health further and to think about why, why you're doing it when you know you shouldn't be, why you're doing it when you know that it's going to lead to you feeling sick, why you're doing it when you know you're going to wake up in the morning and feel regretful that you ate all that trashy food, right? For me, it always comes back to the root issues. It always comes back to the, the undealt with stuff that I haven't been dealing with, um, And so try it, try something, try, you know, this is really just on my heart today when I was running. So I wanted to just get on here real quick and, and just tell you guys that look at what you're eating, look at what you're putting in your body and try to start eliminating slowly, eliminating the things that make you feel sick. There's a lot of stuff that make, that makes us feel sick. And maybe you don't even realize you're doing it. Maybe you're eating a bunch of junk and sugars and bad stuff and you don't even realize that it's making you feel sick. Um, so I, I challenge you to, to check that out and do your own research. I was like a Netflix documentary junkie a few years ago and I watched all those really cool health documentaries and some of them have some really, really good info and good insight onto into um, society's impact on that and and the stuff that they're teaching us about nutrition that maybe isn't all that nutritious. So this is just your little warning from me to really dive deep and and check that out and look at what you're putting into your body. Um, And I say that from a loving place because for me, it's not about the appearance and, and the way you look. And 
that that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me. What matters is that people are feeling healthy and feeling good. That's what we want. That's all we can ask for. And with COVID, it really put a wrench in everything. I, I've seen so many people fall off of their healthy eating and their their workout routines and the things that were making them feel good. And so now, if you've fallen off track, maybe it's time to get back on the wagon and and figure it out and start over again. And that's okay. You just have to keep starting and trying and and not giving up on that. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for today. This is just a, a short little clip. Wanted to throw it out there. I'm going to go ahead and release this midweek. Usually I like to have my podcast up by Tuesdays, but this is just an, an extra little one to get this off my chest and get you guys thinking about things. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening in.